How's it going, Rollers? We are so excited to announce that Goblins and Growlers has released a new adventure book, Feats of Excursa. Three tabletop adventures based on classic fairy tales, and it's accessible to adventurers of all ages, from grizzled veterans to green, grizzled young veterans. Original stories, original art, and original monsters. Feats of Excursa is available at bit.ly slash E-X-C-U-R-S-A. That's bit.ly slash excursa and locally at Alpha Comics and Games in Willow Lawn, Richmond, Virginia. Scale the tower, slay some monsters, stage a coup. And while you're at either of those places, please check out volume one of our one-page dungeon compendium, custom class-specific character and spell sheets, as well as shirts, buttons, so much more. Thank you all so much for your support, and let's get you to the episode. This is Quid Pro Roll, a fantasy live play adventure where a party of unlikely heroes embark on a quest to bring dragons back to their world. So, in the last episode, Alita pulls Eek free from the behemoth's clutches. <laughs> only to watch in horror as Johannes was captured by the Demon King's assassins. Solidar and Koza, trapped in the crystal prison, fight to keep their sanity, knowing only one of them can leave in the end. <laughs> and then Gravyboat discovers he is in over his head when the Duke of the Bloodkeep falls in love with his illusory alternate identity. And what will he do about his, his, uh, wait, wait, no, uh, that's not right. I, I'm, I'm sorry. Uh, wrong episode. <laughs> uh, ignore that. Uh, last time the party was deep within the bronze temple, reading ominous bloody scrawlings on the walls. They find their way into a puzzle room, trigger a trap that nearly drowns Johannes, but make it out all the richer in the end. <laughs> Though magical fear grips two of the group, Koza's magic comes through once again. But what horrors will they face going forward? So you all have gone through the dark hallway after surpassing the room that filled Johannes and Solonar with a sense of fear. You come across a door that is locked and heavy with a burned image of a bronze dragon in the wood. So when you say it's locked, are we talking a standard size lock or do we need to now seek out a... It's a large lock, but it's not magical. You could pick it. All right, Solonar will take a run at it. Let me use my purple sparkly dice. I've been told they work better for arcane tricksters. I did just roll a nat 20, so that seems to confirm that assertion. Despite the weight of the lock, it opens easily under your 
weirdly dexterous hands. The door opens with a heavy, heavy push, but it does not creak. The room beyond is covered in the strange pulsing flesh, only this time the largest mass in the corner is in possession of a gaping mouth, complete with teeth. Despite this, your attention is drawn to a hunched figure in the corner. This tall, emaciated creature's eyes turn to you. They burn red and bloodshot from behind the grinning skull of a stag. Its twisted horns scrape along the floor where its neck tilts under the weight of its head. Um, hello? No, thank you. (laughs) (laughs) Uh, If you want to identify it, it would be a nature check. Um, yeah. I'm gonna guess that a, um... Yeah, a uh, seven notcher is probably not going to do it right. It Boy, howdy, sure looks like something you don't want to deal with. This is real I, nice at a, all. It's a notcher. Like, nah. <laughs> nah, I'm not going to do it. <laughs> Ouch. Wait, this is real nice and all, and it's great to meet you, but we got a when to go. <laughs> <laughs> I got a quick question. So you said there's a uh, gaping flesh mouth of death uh, that looks gross in the corner. Yes. Does that have teeth? Yes. Lots of them? Are they sharp? Uh, no. They're very human. Ooh. Okay, yeah. and then, so here's my question. Uh, so how big is that well, the mouth? The, the mouth? The mouth itself is maybe, like, Two feet wide, one foot tall. Oh, so it's not that big of a mouth. It's like Steven Tyler's mouth. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> Yike. <laughs> He's got a big mouth. The guy that's gives a good feature. Yike. Not not multiple yikes. Just one solid yike. Yeah. Uh, okay. So uh, I'm gonna uh, I'm gonna detect evil. And uh, Johanna says I'm gonna detect evil. Divine sense. <laughs> You decidedly sense malice and hatred the from mouth. this creature. Its mouth open. What are you trying to identify evil on? Uh, the uh, Everything in the room. Okay. So the mouth in the corner does not have an aura of evil. It just feels hungry. Whereas the other creature, it feels like malice. It feels like hate. The, the deer skull sort of opens and this really long flopping tongue just sort of lulls out of its mouth to the side. It gets down on all fours and begins to charge you. Uh, I, I got a 17 for nature. You know that this creature is Wendigo, a twisted monstrosity only born when humanoids driven mad with hunger descend into cannibalism. All right, so I think as Solonar's pulling attention... He's like, oh, I've heard campfire stories about these guys. Uh, the most prominent are like lumberjacks out in, the, out in the middle of the woods with no source of food. If they, if they resort to eating each other, they become cursed hunger creatures. I like that you're doing all this while it's charging you. Roll for initiative. Solonar? 10. Johannes? 13. Boat? 
14. Close up. 18. Oh, killer. All right. Gotta know when to hold them. Gotta know right. when to fold them. You gotta about, know when to go them. You're about 10 feet away from the creature as it stands right now. Koza, you're up. It's charging you. Yeah, with its, with its flaccid tongue and horns scraping on the ground. And as it charges me, Koza's eyes sort of narrow. And then you realize he's not looking at the creature he's looking like slightly in front of the creature and all of a sudden these little like mushroom heads start popping out between like and their cracks in the rocks of the floor like this one mushroom just gets bigger and bigger and bigger until it's the size of a small beast um and then it, it plops out like one leg and then the other leg and now there's this small beast sized mushroom <laughs> Mushroom spores make my monster grow. Um, it's the weirdest male enhancement commercial. <laughs> so what spell is this? Summon beast. Okay, it is a shroom beast. Yes. I like that your idea of like a beast that will help you fight is just a bigger bowl. Oh, pretty much. <laughs> this bowl, but bigger. All right. I knew a lot of people in college who thought that the beast that will help them fight was a bigger bowl. <laughs> <laughs> anything, anything else, Koza? Um, I think that's my one action. Okay, cool. Uh, it is going to reach boat, and it is going to pounce. I, I did put the um, thing between us and the beast, so... Ooh, Would okay. that be a opportunity attack? I didn't know it was going to be right between the two of you guys. Yeah, it'll provoke an opportunity of attack. Cool. They already use my fun creature. <laughs> yeah, so as it, it runs and it's it, it, this Wendigo already had its um, eyes. Was it on Solinar, you said, or Johannes? It's going for boat. Or boat. <laughs> the one I... Uh... It can go for Solinar, Johannes. <laughs> uh, yeah, so it, it's, got, it's, it's already got its eyes focused on boat and doesn't really notice the creature as it runs by these like little mushroom like arm almost kind of things like pop out and like punch and then fall off roll to attack yeah so the first roll uh 15 miss yeah so it it goes by too quick and it doesn't land any blows I'm not I'm not surprised that the wendigo is going straight for boat uh he is a snack <laughs> All right, it's going to uh, swing its claw at you, Boat. Okay. That is definitely going to miss you. That's awesome. Yeah, that's that's very, very good. Boat-tacular. Uh, it is going to then lunge forward and try to bite you. Okay. I'm not going to insult your intelligence, but it is an absolute hit. Okay. Does it infect me with cannibalism? Why you didn't insult his intelligence? You weren't like, hey, dumbass, it hits you. <laughs> you take nine piercing damage. That's not bad. And I need you to roll a constitution saving throw. It'll. This is going to be fine. Actually, was fine because I rolled a 17. Awesome. With, you resist the effect. Boat resists cannibalism. All right. Boat, it is your turn. Uh, I'm going to need you to do a constitution saving throw. 
Yeah, uh, yeah. That's a 16 after modifiers. Give, give us give us a description. As you get ready to retaliate against this creature after it sinks its teeth into your shoulder, you feel this wave of cold and hunger that you're able to shake off before you retaliate. But there is a moment where it feels like despair. Can I move my shoulder? Yeah, you can move fine. Okay. Is it is its teeth still in my shoulder? It is not. Okay. All right. In this moment, Boat is feeling sort of the cold ebb from his shoulder. He's terrified. He's uh, time has slowed down for him. Um, uh, he he's just sort of seeing the re- every all the sound is muted around him. He's seeing the reactions of his comrades and everything like this, staring into the slathering maw of this Wendigo, and he starts to feel energies crackling in his hands. And he brings them up in front of him and just almost on instinct claps them together with all the strength he can muster. And it it feels like it's more powerful than he's ever been before. And Boat, for the first time, casts Thunderwave. I deeply like that the, you come into your magic powers the same way most X-Men come into theirs. Mm-hmm. Yeah, puberty. <laughs> <laughs> all right, go ahead and... Uh... Um, he needs to roll a con save. It is going to, I'm pretty sure, fail. Mm-hmm. Because it got a five. Okay, then it takes half damage. All right. And That's going to be six. Wait. And then, because the Wendigo's off his game now, because he wasn't expecting that, even though he managed to get out of the way of the worst of it. So Boat's going to kick him. Wait, Brandon, what? Didn't, didn't Alex, you said it rolled a five? Yeah. So it failed its save. Oh, oh, well, I, then was, it did. I was very confused. But I was like, OK, oh. if your DC save is that low. Okay. <laughs> Sorry. Yeah, that's 15 damage. 15? Or no, 13, 13, 13, 13. Well, both still going to kick it. Fantastic. <laughs> yeah. Go ahead and roll the kick. All right. Um, I don't think I don't think it hit. That was a 12. That is going to be a mess. Does right. Thunderwave have knockback as part of it? It does. 10 feet. Oh, man. Oh, so you get him. Okay. Yeah. Okay. All right. Brings All right. us up to Johannes. Hello. I'm. Uh, Johannes looks to one shield, and then he looks to the other, and then he uh, he takes his shield and he um, runs. The Wendigo has just been blown back onto the ground, right? Yeah. It's. I don't think it's been blown off its feet, but it has been blown back. Yeah. Johannes is like, uh, keep pushing it back, and Johannes runs forward uh, with his shields in front of him and push it is that going to do any damage or is it just going to push him back uh i'm, I'm, I'm just shoving him I'm, okay i've got shields yeah it's okay it's getting, uh, i'm running at post- f- full speed and i'm just all right roll post strength 22 i almost i got a 19 now oh, it's an 18 but it so it does get pushed back Blah! all right solinar i've i'm i have i pushed it against a wall yet no I'm going to keep pushing you. Solinar is going to run up with attention and be like, whatever you do, don't get hungry. (laughs) But I think I think he's too nervous about getting close and actually into attack range of this thing because I just rolled an 11, which there's no way that's hitting. Uh, So I think he's like he's he's stabbing at it, but he's not actually advancing enough to get in close where he would have to be to hit it while it's being pushed back. It's fair. 
Alita looks like she is falling back and going around the other side of the creature, away from the rest of you. Which is going to bring us to Koza. Um, so Koza does that thing where he uh, concentrates. Uh, there's now like a, a denser cloud of spores around him as he uses this symbiotic entity. And get those four temporary or 20 temporary hit points. And I think as my bonus action, I'm going to cast Chalet. Okay. And yeah. All right. And now, and now my, um, this mushroom creature is up. Yeah, it's like in a fray with everybody, right? Uh, it's currently actually being pushed far, like further from your party by Johannes. Yeah, but Johannes is there, so it gets pack tactics then. Heck yeah. Means advantage in this time. Hell yeah, nat 20. Oh, sweet. So yeah, we're pack tacticing it. I'm coming from one side and it's coming from the other. And we're like, what's double max? Pincer move, pincer oh, move. Uh, 28 damage. Killer. So yeah, this thing like mycelium arms like sprout from it and like grab the creature and it like headbutts it with its um cap. And then the like arms <laughs> Which is fall surprisingly away. not soft. Yeah. Oh my God. The Wendigo, in response to the attack, is going to let out an ear-piercing, guttural scream. All of you are going to need to roll constitution saving throws. I've already thrown up everything. Boat is uh, imbued with confidence from his thunder strike and rolls a nat 20. Jeebus. Let me, let me see that. <laughs> let me see that. They're dice rolling. Absolutely. <laughs> you, and your, you and your multiple nat 20s. Boat's just having a good night. Allow me to be very clear, Brandon. I 100% believe you. Uh-huh. It's your dice she doesn't It's, it's just uh-huh. your dice I don't trust. Dice to see you. <laughs> Boat's right. dice tonight are as hot as Solinar's dice were when we were fighting the bad dog. Uh, So Boat got a nat 20. Solinar? 13. Okay. Ugh, 12. Okay. 16. All right. So Johannes and Boat are fine. Solinar and Koza, you are both uh, deafened. And stunned. What does the stunned effect mean again? Uh, you are, you can't move. You can speak only falteringly. You automatically fail strength and dex saving throws and attack rolls against you have advantage. Wait, does my... You also can't take actions or reactions until does... you shake off the effect. I think my mushroom probably also needs to roll. Your mushroom doesn't have ears. That's true. It's not corn. <laughs> <laughs> Johannes, it's going to, since it is essentially like locking up with you, going to begin trying to claw at you. Bring it, fiend. It's a 23 to hit. Ah! And then it is, and then the other one misses. That's, there's no way that's not a miss. Uh, So I'll roll for damage. That's 13 uh, piercing damage. Ah, You foul creature. All right, and then I'm going to need you to go ahead and roll a con saving throw. 21. Yeah, you are. You're fine. I've thrown up everything I have in my bowels. You can't force me into more constitutionally damaged. You don't throw up what's in your bowels. If it's in your bowels, you're already past that point. Mm. Boat, it is your turn. All right, let's see here. What's Boat going to do? I have that. I Don't I have that bronze great axe? Isn't that right? Yep. Did the that, one that's cursed? Did I know that it was cursed? Oh, no. I think Alex told you that you had to be attuned to it for the curse to happen. Oh, yes. okay. And you didn't attune. 
Okay. But you All also right. can't use it if you're not attuned. Right. So then I won't worry about it. All right. I'll just attack with my great axe. Wonderful. Go ahead. Oh, wait. Before I do that, I'd like to rage. Wonderful. Because what we need is more uh, mad, bloodlusty things in this room. That didn't hit. That only rolled a 10. But I would like to spend a key point and make two unarmed strikes. Okay, roll. Uh, first one is a 24. It's a hit. And it does seven damage. The next one is less than that. <laughs> and doesn't hit. All right, boat after you, it's Johannes. Uh, roll a constitution saving throw. Another 21. You are doing fine. Johannes um, looks back. He sets up his shield so that he can like launch Solinar like he did last time. But when he looks back and he goes, Solinar! It, he he turns and Solinar's got like blood coming out of his ears and uh, and just looks, like a really vacant stare. And he's like Solinar, and then uh, the creature's like all over him because he just got clawed and he's like getting closer. So Johannes just goes, uh, he just kind of like uh, takes his shields, he put them in, in front of him, and just gets like really defensive while he's looking back at Solinar. And then he looks at Koza and he's like, Boat, Alita, Solinar, Koza, looking good. And I use the a defense action? Is that an action? I think it is, right? Yeah, there's a protector action. In there. I can tell you right now, nobody at uh, the bar table ever used this. So <laughs> yeah. I have not heard this in a long time. I think there's look. a defense action that raises your AC. Or something, yeah. I'm gonna is look that right? Up. I'm going to look it up, but yeah, continue. So Solinar. Mop. I know you can't hear me right now. Mop. It's your turn. Are you within five feet of the creature? No, I, I pushed I push this creature so far away from everyone. Okay. I well, think, other than I think, Boat, who ran up to it. Well, I was going to say, I think Solinar tried to attack the creature and missed. Mm-hmm. Um, but I don't know if he would have had to... Well, like, a lot of it was his hesitation, so I'm willing to say he doesn't. Okay. I mean, that works for me, certainly. But also, Mop, uh, I, don't, I don't get any additional saves against this stun or anything, do I? I mean, no more so than any other effect that you, at the end of your turn, you can roll and see if you shake off. I don't think a 10's gonna do it. I don't think a 10 is the thing. Alita is going to shout, Johannes, get down. You have a reaction yeah. to whether or not you're gonna do it. I'm, yeah, I'm gonna listen to Alita if she tells me to get down. Right, wonderful. I get down with it. And, I break it down. I'm like, and- get down tonight. <laughs> So Johannes Cool says. beans, he failed. So what's going to happen is Alita is going to cover her eyes, not in the sense that she's like trying to blind herself, but she's covering part of her face, yanks down her mask, and a cone of gas expels from her mouth, enveloping the creature. It stops, paralyzed. She puts her mask back on, and now it's Koza's turn. Um... Wait, does the creature have any armor on? Other than its natural armor. No, okay. Um, um, and as a note, it is officially paralyzed, uh, which means that if you roll an attack against it, it will have advantage. Okay. I like having advantage for my attacks. Yeah, I'm just going to go beat on it with my, um, my staff. Uh, and it will automatically, if it hits, be a critical hit if you're within five feet of it, which yes, is I mean, close enough. So I run up and... Yeah, both are 24s. Yeah, that that absolutely will hit. So it's going to be double max. Yeah, so that is 20 damage. Not bad. 
I think the only way Koza knows how to hit things, he just whacks it over the head. Seems fair. It's going to go ahead and bring to your critter oh. friend. Yeah, yep, yep, yep. Critter friend also runs up the mushroom beast and... Koza has very quickly become the DPS of y'all's party. Yeah, I don't know what is going on right now. Also, I have two shields. Also, yeah, well, I guess that's what's going on. Um, <laughs> again, I roll the same number twice, but this time it is only going to be a 16. That is still going to be a hit, so it automatically crits. All right, so this creature is also the mycelium sprout from it and and like grab around and this time it kicks the uh wendigo with little mushroom legs <laughs> before again the the mycelium kind of like fall away it's just angry at this point um yeah so that, that's a 28 damage you woof so the creature is going to try and bite johannes oh wait no he can't he's he's messed up mm-hmm. he's gonna stand there yeah he's gonna stand there kind of wobbling around uh which is going to bring us to boat yes it is yes (laughs) um let's see here oh hold on real quick i hate to do this uh koza did you roll against the effect of being deafened and stat and like stunned oh no i forgot to do that because you can't do anything on that turn Unless His mushroom you was doing stuff, though. Yeah, I'm happy to count right. the mushroom damage, but we're going to have to cut out Koza's damage, unfortunately. Okay, yeah. Oh, what do I roll against that? Uh, on this one, it's going to be a constitution. Okay, yeah, that's a 19. All right, cool. It is going to break, but because that happens at the end of your turn, you could not do that damage. I apologize. I should have called that out. I didn't realize it. Uh, but your mushroom friend's damage is still going to count. Okay. Because as previously mentioned... He is earless. Boat, you are up. He's earless and fearless, baby. (laughs) Yeah, so I get advantage, right? Yep. Rolled the same thing twice. Oh, well. Uh, Nine. So I rolled a 22. It automatically crits. Oh, okay. Well, there you go. 27. So the exact, isn't that exactly how much Koza did? Or is that Koza's friend that did that? Oh, it's 28. Yeah. Okay. Then I'm going to unarm strike him. All right, I roll. Guess. Yeah, so that's 11. Cool. Uh, you want to go ahead and narrate that? Uh, yeah. Boat uh, still feeling the the kind of electrical, thundery kind of feeling on his right fist. Balls it up, holds it up, looks at it like the rock, and then smashes it through the Wendigo's head. Right in its dumb, lolling tongue head. And he's like... He's like, if you're really looking for something to eat, here you go. With a final gurgled shriek, its eyes roll back in its head and it slumps lifeless onto the ground. Boat turns around, takes the cigar out of his mouth, looks at the camera and says, Wendig gone. Yep, that cigar he was smoking in the middle of the fight really does wonders for your, you know, damage per second. Johannes is like, I this this creature was very evil, but there's a creature over here that no matter how hungry I am, I understand where it's coming from. And so uh, Johannes, he's like, I really empathize with it. So Johannes picks up the Wendigo and he walks over to the mouth and he throws it in. 
with the crunching and slurping sounds one would get if they bit into like a rotisserie chicken bones and all the mouth begins to smash and masticate the creature's body swallowing it and having parts of it sort of leak out of the sides of its mouth you're welcome buddy I knew you were really hungry I could feel it with my divine sense and uh, even though I'm really hungry, you were hungry, so I figured that you could use a, use some food. After the creature is thrown in to the, I guess, garbage disposal of this dungeon, there are a couple of piles of bones and some, like, kind of piles of dirty rags laid around. Well, I'm the garbage man now because I took the trash out, so I might as well <laughs> go through some of these rags. <laughs> As you go thank through the you, Thank you for laughing, Brandon. <laughs> as you go through the rags, you find 16 gold and a bloody diary, as well as a beautiful bronze helmet. Oh, I put the helmet on because I'm a bronze a dragon priest and I'm gonna read this diary. It might be a bronze dragon priest's diary. Would right. a bronze helmet be a brelmet? <laughs> it's go a brelmet! Go ahead and put the bronze helmet in your inventory, as okay. well as the gold. What wait, no gold uh, everybody gets the gold. Okay, then divide that up. But what is it? Twelve. Uh, sixteen. Sixteen. Everybody gets. Th- yeah. Does Alita want gold? Alita, you want gold? No, that's fine. Everybody gets four gold. Alita's walked over to start healing Koza's ears. Johannes goes to uh, press coins into Solinar's hand, and Solinar's still just like limp-armed, staring at the wall, eyes completely glazed over, just mop. Yeah, I gotta press the coins in his hands, but his hands don't close around him, they just hit the floor, so I pick him up and I put him over his eyes, and I'm like, gotta pay, (laughs) gotta pay the toll. I don't, I don't think that works when he's standing up, so I think those also fall and hit the floor again. (laughs) Nah, he's a little sweaty, so they have like a little bit of stick. If after Alita has sort of fixed Koza's hearing, she's going to walk over and try and do the same for Solinar. Oh, I got this, Alita, and I've I've fixed his hearing. Okay, perfect. (laughs) You feel, uh, Johannes, uh, when he goes, he licks the coins and sticks them over your eyes, and then they they shine really bright, and then um, you can hear things. Solinar, like... Sweet, sweet, for-pay healthcare. Blinks a couple of times, dislodging the coins... And as they, like, clink on the floor once more, he's like, Whoa. Oh, the... We gotta... We gotta kill... Oh, it's... It's gone? Yeah. I guess we did it. Bo did. He did... He... He turned to the camera with the cigar and he said, That's the way the cookie crumbles. Oh. That's a weirdly terrible pun for Bo. I turned him into a... Wendigoast. See, that sounds more like Boat. All right. Oh, that was distinctly unpleasant. It was like living inside my own head, but Boat. without any of the external contact. Boat was like more like a lose-to-go. <laughs> it was well done. I like that. Terrible. So right. Johannes still has the diary. Yeah. Oh, man, I hope this is one of the bronze priests. They can tell us what happened. So as you open the diary, most of it is just soaked with blood. There is a part on the last page that you're able to read. I am sorry, Manella. Please know that I vow to go on. 
I will return your bones to our mother. Your sacrifice will save our family. Uh, I don't know who this is. Anybody know Manella? I think she makes a type of cookie. Liza? Nope, I'm, nobody. I'm, I'm pretty sure that's someone from 300 years ago. All right. I'd be surprised if any of us knew them now. This book is nothing but blood otherwise. <laughs> so it kind of feels unsanitary. It's a blood book. I got a um, nine on history. Would you want this at all, Alita? I'm quite all right not uh, dealing with that. Okay, I'm going to just put I it imagine, back here. I imagine that that was probably the diary of one of the priests who died here. If yeah. not the thing we just killed. It's unintelligible. We should move on. So there's a door on the southernmost wall and a door right by the corner of the southern and west walls. Well, let's uh, go through this door. Yeah, let's let's go through that through that door on the far side there. Mm-hmm. You're going to go through the west door, and the hallway is long. You have two options to uh, veer to the left, if you so choose. There is the early left turn and the late left turn. Early bird gets the worm, says Johannes as he turns early. An interesting navigational principle. Let's see how it plays out. Yeah, the late bird gets the fate. This room will be difficult to get inside. You have to sort of pound your shoulder into the door. It seems a lot of furniture was barricaded against it. You find a lone skeleton amongst empty crates and burlap sacks. Hello. I salute this. Good job, unknown soldier. I'm wondering if this person barricaded themselves in with literally all of the food. Are you going to try and find the food and eat it? I, I sure could go for some right now. Yeah, but we're still really hungry, right? That's that's 300-year-old food. I, I don't know that it's edible unless... Unless... What if it had some kind of magic that kept it good? All right, this room's worth searching. Let's search this room. You know Roll what else? investigation check. Yeah, I'm searching the room. There could be food. I usually don't get involved in these things, and mainly because I rolled a six. <laughs> that checks. Uh, I got a 16 total. You are able to find no food but a diary. A man can't eat diaries. Solonar flips it open. Maybe there's information about food in here. The diary details how the acolyte, who you presume is the skeleton there, barricaded himself with a hoard of food to escape what he described as the carnage. I knew it. He kept all the food for himself, and all these crates are empty now, which means he ate all of it. It details how while he was able to keep himself going for about a week or so, there are two things that stand out to you. Thing number one, that he said the screaming outside never stopped. And thing number two, he was still hungry. That was the last entry. Well, it's official. This whole place is cursed and super haunted. And stealing food from your brethren will not make you less hungry spiritually or sometimes even physically. Exactly. Mm-hmm. So I don't I don't know I don't know what we've gotta to do to get rid of this frankly 
endless hunger, but I'm ready for it. Whatever it takes, let's do it. The sooner we get out of here, I think the effect will go away. I, I agree. At the very we, least, even if it doesn't, we'll have access to food. But we also just can't leave without the relic, right? Uh, like, we yes. just have to come back in. No, we need the relic before we leave. Ugh. You don't think there's chocolate inside these foreign coins we got earlier, do you? Ah, uh, ah. Uh, no, how, those are metal. How long does marrow stay good inside of bones? I think hey, Google, <laughs> great Google in the sky. I think less than 300 years. I also think that given that clearly cannibalism does change people down here. I mean, is it still cannibalism if it's been 300 years since they died? Yes. They, haven't been, they haven't been people for longer than they were people. Yes. Ooh, uh, so bad news boat. <laughs> Marrow expires pretty quick. <laughs> <laughs> Kosa, are you okay? I think I can keep going. What if we boil the bones and make a broth? No, no that's still no. cannibalism. I mean, come on, we gotta get him out of this room. We, we gotta go. The, the path less traveled, the far, far one. So you can go back into the hallway from where you came, or you can go into what seems to be a small door. Yeah, small door. I'm a small person. I like small doors. Hey, are any of those diaries, were they bound in leather? You go through the southernmost door, and this room appears, through the various things you can see, to have once been a kitchen. (gasps) More food? Hot dog. Oddly, searching reveals no remains of or stains of rotted food. Son of a Solonar, blow up this kitchen. You've got experience with that kind of thing. <laughs> I do not have experience with that kind of thing. The only person who's blown up a kitchen during this whole adventure is Johannes. Is there anything like is there any kind of wood or utensils or anything in here? There are like utensils hanging, like wooden cooking utensils hanging from like a little rack on the ceiling. No. Uh, cabinets or anything i mean you can look through them but all you'll find is dust i'm gonna look through them all you find is dust all right solinar pulls his pack off his back and starts digging through it and he goes hey wait wait i actually have something still and he pulls out a day's horse rations which is like oats oats and alfalfa (gasps) <gasps> Solinar, you can't be. I've serious. never seen something look so good in my life. Give me that Why? right now. What? What are you? I am so hungry. Oh, we can share. I don't have to have all of this, but like, uh, we need a little something to keep us going. You can't tell me. I feel like I feel like I'm dying right now. Oh, I definitely want some of this. All right, this uh, is this is all we've got. So I'll have some too. I don't, uh, a fistful for everybody. By our powers combined, earth, oats, stealing. Alita is going to take the small share, the division for her, kind of like close her eyes and like wrinkle her nose and like cram it into her mouth really fast. This actually isn't, this is kind of, I mean, it's bland, but it's, it's very dry. It's, it's not. It's, it's very not bad. too bad. It's very oh god, bad. it's so dry. Oh, this is awful dry. So the door on the eastern, uh, the door on the western wall that 
leads out of the kitchen takes you back to the long hallway that led you to the barricaded room. There are several twists and turns, uh, but to not go back the way that you've come, you can go to the east or you can go to the south. So you see, Johannes, the early bird gets the worm, but it's the second mouse that gets the cheese. Wait, why didn't the first mouse get the cheese? Uh, because the cheese was full of danger. Because the cheese stands alone. <laughs> where, like, all right, so we left the kitchen. Where do we go? Where did we go from there? I say, I say we keep going the most distant doorway. Sweet. South. And then Solonar points south. The hallway is long and it twists several times before you're able to make your way up to the door. You notice that this room is one you've been to before. It's the room with the destroyed statues. Oh, what? We circled back around? Which one was the one with the destroyed statues? It was one of the first ones we came to, if I recall. Yeah. All right, let's... Let's go back and we'll we'll check that other way, I think. Uh, I, I feel agree. like feel like that's probably the way to be. So going back through that hallway, you come to an enormous elaborate door carved in bronze. Before the door stands what appears to be some kind of wooden doll, standing as if it were a knight. The door does not have any handles or locks. Uh, um, hello? Eat the doll. It <laughs> didn't respond. Uh, cause uh, Johannes walks up to the doll and he goes, Doll, are you good or evil? Don't make me check. Speaking of which, have you guys been dragging around that suit of armor this whole way? Gosh, no way. Oh, God, no. I totally yeah, forgot no, about the suit of armor. Oh, okay. Yeah, almost immediately. <laughs> Yeah, Johannes goes up to the doll, and he's a, the doll's guarding the door, right? Like a yes. like a soldier. And Johannes is like, "Hey, are you good or bad? What are you What are you doing?" It's standing to the side of the door. It it does. It's not standing directly in front of it. I give it a hug. Nothing happens. I've had enough of this temple's crap. And Solonar goes to start like pushing on the big door. You are unable to budget. <laughs> You're out of money. No, I should have planned for my end of year expenses. I like that a lot. Attack the doll? What? No, stop. I'm hugging this doll. It's not doing anything. We're supposed to, we're supposed to push the door. Alita kind of goes up and starts inspecting it. There's weird marks on it. Have you noticed that? Yeah, I can feel them. I'm hugging him. Well, no, there's like wear marks right here. She points to like a part of its head, a part of its chest, a part of its arms and a part of its legs. I maneuver its arm that has a wear mark. What's the wear mark look like? Does it look like it's been moved? It looks like something has repeatedly been put on and taken off of this doll. Oh... This doll needs a suit of armor. Oh, crap. Well, it's not too far. We just have to go back to the library. Well, we can go the other way, at least. We don't have to go back through 
the all those flobs rooms. We definitely shouldn't go back uh, the long way. So yeah, I think we make our way back to the library. Yeah, I think it was the library where we were like, we we can't seem to get the our ghost friend back. So you all walk up to the door that you remember the library being through. As the door opens, you smell something familiar. The room is different, made of wood and set up much like a shop. A familiar non-face behind the counter. Hello, my friends. It is wonderful to see you again. Moonzy, Moonzy. Yep. Hello again. Tell me you have food. Do you have yes. discount food? <laughs> Please, food. Uh, I believe I still have some of those rice ball. I'll take oh my God. of Discord. Any Anything. price. I want all the rice balls. Who? Moons? Who's Moonsy? And and how are they in the middle of this? this and they weren't here in the... the it's just some... Ah... Uh, It's twisted horns scrape along the the like the the, the twisted horns scrape around along the. No, that's the sound they make <laughs> when they scrape because they're flaccid. Yeah. Oh, oh, got it. 